You're listening to Emphasis On Air, the new podcast from the PHA UK. Talking all things PH and what matters to you. Hi, I'm Sean. Hey up, I'm John. Hi, I'm Mary. And together we're all part of Team PHA UK. Hello and welcome. What did you think to that intro? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It was all right. I mean, yeah. we'll get better. What can I say? We'll get better. It's jolly music. What else do you need? Uh, so, one of the uh, one of the things we want to talk about in this podcast is uh, PH Week, which is around the corner. Uh, we're in twenty twenty one at the moment. Um, hopefully, these podcasts get done for that because uh, we we did try and do these last year and then uh, just never worked out. Um, but. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about PH Week, where it came from, where the idea was, and why we do it every week, every year. We do a week every year. I don't think I could cope if we did it every week. <laughs> God, no. Uh, so, Mary, where did it all come from? Why Why do we do PH Week? Yeah, it's all your fault. It's your idea, so come on. Yeah, so PH Awareness Week. So, yeah, we're literally a couple of weeks away now from um, our fifth Awareness Week. Um, Started out in 2016, so this will be our fifth year. Um, And where did it come from? So... Obviously, as a charity, one of the things that we uh, do all year round is try and raise awareness of this condition. Um, We know that it is one of the biggest challenges um, that comes with the diagnosis of PH is that that lack of understanding, that lack of awareness that comes with such a rare disease. Um, We've often spoke, haven't we, in the past about how the name itself could do with a rebrand, you know, pulmonary hypertension. Um, You know, everyone thinks it's high blood pressure, so it doesn't help. The actual name of the disease doesn't help there. And obviously there's a lot of misunderstanding around the fact that it's an invisible illness. Um, you can't tell somebody has pH just by looking at them and all the challenges that come with that. So essentially we wanted to take what we do all year round anyway and concentrate it into a week of concentrated activity that really puts a spotlight on this as a rare condition and gives people, crucially, a opportunity to share their stories and share their experiences. It is those real experiences and those real stories that make people sit up and listen and want to engage with and understand more about this disease and concentrating it into a week really seems to make a difference. It has grown strength to strength from 2016. So now Mm. in our fifth year, I think you'll agree, guys, that we've got more engagement and involvement than ever before. Oh, I've definitely noticed that in the office, the sort of the the year on year, people wanting to get involved, people wanting to share the stories, people wanting us to go to the house and record them talking about the stories now is something that in 2016, you know, we were, it's, the interactions become a lot easier with people. I think maybe it's because of the seeing the success year on year. I hope so. I hope, you know, I hope people see the value in, in sharing their stories and the difference that that can make. And, you know, like, like I said before, real stories, they are the lifeblood of our awareness weeks. And we're really grateful to everybody over the years who have shared their personal um, experiences and, you know, really opened up and, and in many cases, bared their, their heart and souls. And it does make a massive difference. So I do really want to make that clear that we are hugely grateful and, you know, um, um, 
Yeah, so, so quite often we'll use um, pH Awareness Week as a way to launch the findings of, of research that, that's taken place. So last year, 2020, we used the week to uh, as a platform to launch the findings of our shielding research. Um, you might remember the survey that asked about your experiences of the first three months of the pandemic. Um, so it's very useful in that respect for, for, for putting um, research findings under the spotlight. Um, a year ago, or might be a couple of years ago now, we used it to launch the findings of our emotional impact survey. So it really brought home to people, I think, during that week, just how impactful this condition is on people's mental and emotional health too. Um, we always do our best every year to get as much media coverage as possible. Um, so we'll we'll contact the media across the country, often in people's local areas if they're sharing their story and also nationally too, we'll do our best to try and get those column inches. Um, TV co- co- we've had quite a lot of TV coverage in the past mm-hmm. too. Um, we have people talking on the radio about this. Um, and even if it just reaches three people in a community and makes a difference, then I think we've done our job. No, because it is, isn't it? I mean, it's a massive undertaking, but it really is. It's, it's worth every hour that you put into it because the, the media coverage that comes from it, you know, and I know that's not necessarily um, what all that it's about because there's also a, a, there's a, a huge... We, we do a huge push, don't we, on getting family to help understand uh, the nature of the condition because that can be a barrier for a lot of people is, you know, when they're trying to articulate the condition to the, the loved ones, that can be really hard as well. I think sometimes just the fact that it is pH Awareness Week gives people the tool to start those conversations yeah. with family and friends. And sometimes that's that's all you need is is a reason to spark those conversations. And, and I hope that that is one of the outcomes of, of these campaigns that we do every year. Do you think it helps because it's in the media? You know, for that week, that there are those stories that are in the local press and there's those things. Absolutely. Like I say, it, as a conversation start, you know, oh, look, have you seen this? Th- have you seen this story online? That's the condition that I've got. Yeah. You know, th- this is how bad it is. This is how much it impacts my life. And sometimes using the words of others to describe your own situation can, can be a bit more comfortable for people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it also gives us, we, we spend quite a lot of the year producing uh, a lot of the stuff that we've produced in the year is for to support the community itself with with guides and information. So this it's nice that this is an opportunity for us to turn things the other way and shout to the wider public, mm-hmm. which I think is really helpful. Really, yeah, absolutely. Really important. I've got a question for you, Marilyn. So we're, it's an annual thing, so we've been doing it quite a few years now. We're going to carry on doing it. So is it difficult, you think, to put a different spin on it every year? Because generally, if it's the same, you know, PH week every every year, but we don't want it to be identical every year because it will kind of lose momentum and impact. So how would you say we go about deciding on what the theme for a year is? I think we very much listen, as we do all year round, to the needs of our members. So, um, you know, we can see what's being being chatted about on social media. We know what calls are coming into the office, what emails are coming in. We know what's important to people and what the big issues are. Um, this year, the theme is Hear Our Voices. And it's very much about um, helping people understand that pH is an invisible illness for a lot of people. So it can't be seen on the outside. And we know that that is a source of frustration. For a lot of people in the pH community. So the big message this year is 
don't judge, be kind, not all disabilities are visible. In the past, the theme for the week has come very much from research that we've done leading up to the week. So I think I mentioned um, last year, we um, used PH Week to launch the findings of our research into the early months of the pandemic. The year before that, the focus was very much on the emotional impact of PH. And that came from the back of a really big piece of research that we did um, to really understand the impact on mental and emotional health. And we were particularly grateful that year for all the people who came forward and shared their stories. It's not an easy thing to talk about. We know that there is still a stigma around mental health. Um, Thankfully, that is changing. But it does go back to to helping people start those conversations. And, you know, I think I personally feel quite proud that we are able to do that. And I do think we achieve that with our awareness weeks. Yeah, you're right. I think one of the things when I first just started to get involved with PH was, um, yeah, I understood it was easy to understand that it's a rare disease and the wider public might not know much uh, about it because it, they might not have come across it. But I was quite surprised to learn that uh, even within a patient's family, there'll be uh, can, can be a real lack of understanding of what it is. So having, like you're saying, having those helping to start those conversations with loved ones and wider family as much as it is about with with complete strangers walking down the street sort of thing. Um, Absolutely. I think some of the challenges, they are closer to home, aren't they, like you say? Yeah. And these are conversations that we should be having all year round and we are having all year (coughs) round as as, as a charity. Um, But PH Awareness Week just provides an opportunity to to kickstart some of those conversations and help people understand that this is a condition that people live with 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Yes, we talk about it more during the first week in November, but it is important that these messages and conversations do continue 12 months of the year. It's safe to say though, Mary, isn't it, that we couldn't do this here on our own. Members play a huge part in the success of PH Awareness Week. Yeah, so I think it's important for us all just to take this opportunity to thank you guys out there in, you know, our membership, the PH community for the involvement that you have in these Awareness Weeks, because we might be leading them, but it's without without the involvement of you guys and volunteering and putting yourself forward to share your stories. Every time you like one of our Facebook posts during PH Week, every time you share one of our graphics, it makes a massive difference. And, you know, we say it a lot, but together we are stronger and just know that we appreciate everything that you do. Definitely. You guys are inspiring and awesome. Absolutely. Hear, hear. Want to know more about PH Awareness Week? Head on over to the website www.phauk.org and click on PH Awareness Week. There you'll find all sorts of information about the activities going off during the week and how you can get involved. So we've, uh, as well as PH Awareness Week and everything else, we've also been working on something else quite exciting um, and that is a brand new PHA UK clothing range. Yes. Um, and that's something I know yourself, John and Sean, have been working hard on behind the scenes. So um, tell us about that. Oh, it's been a creative nightmare, hasn't it? Uh, been a right laugh. 
Has it? <laughs> um, I don't want to be a fashion designer. No, 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 no. So this isn't the first time, is it, that as a charity we, we've developed a clothing range, but what's different this time around? Yeah, so previously we've had um, items for sale on the website, but uh, one of the bits of feedback that we got, and we do always uh, pay attention to feedback that we get from members, was that um, it looked like uniform. Uh, was one of the things that was said. And so we wanted to bring something which was a bit more fun, a bit more of a statement, a bit more of something that people could wear and be, um, maybe people would ask questions about rather than the, the, the charity logo. I mean, that John, this is your area of expertise. So why have we gone for the designs that we've gone for? Call it in, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. They did look like uniform because it was just, um, just a logo, which is great from an... You know, it's useful from a, an awareness point of view. People want to wear them to um, show solidarity. and uh, But then when we, we started to realise that, you know, the community is made up of people with personality. Yeah. And, um, and we wanted to sound reflect some kind of attitude and something that was a bit more, well, positive and dynamic and... Uh, and more effective at getting uh, conversations going, uh, you know, people to people to wear the t-shirts with a bit of pride uh, and, as I say, some some personality. Yeah. And it's not just t-shirts, is it? No, I mean, no. What no. what 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 is being developed then? I think we've got we've got hoodies, haven't we? Jumpers, long sleeve, short sleeve. Well, I mean, that's what's great actually about this now. So previously, because of the the setup that we had, it was it was kind of limited what you, what options you could have. So it was limited to those certain garments with that particular design in that particular colour. But the uh, the agreement we've got now with the guys who produce all these things for us is, say for example, if you liked one design that you saw on a t-shirt on the website but you thought i'd really like that as a hoodie we can do that for you there's a there's a form on there that you just fill that in and say i'd really like that on one of these and we can go ahead and do it uh, i mean one of the bits that they, uh, they they told us that we could do is we could even put them on baby vests i mean we could do everything hats bags hoodies jumpers um all sorts of things. So it's kind of given us almost unlimited um, op- options and opportunities for people to be able to to wear as our clothing with pride. And as you said, you know, so show a bit of their own attitude into these things. And I think what's um, what's good about this new revamped range as well, and, and I know that other ladies out there will appreciate this, is unisex sizing isn't yeah. very flattering for us ladies, is it? And I think that was what, perhaps one of the issues with the last range that we had. Um, whereas this time there are male and female fits. So there's just a lot more choice and a lot more flattering for us, us ladies out there. Yeah, again, because everything that we do, we always try and base it off um, what membership have requested and asked. I mean, that was one of the things with this is um, me and John had pulled together some designs and, and we went out and we asked pe- uh, members what the, the thoughts were. I mean, some people were quite brutal towards mine, weren't they? Brutal. But it was about, it, the whole, whole idea was about producing or offering things that people generally want to wear, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. Well, that's it. There's no point in promoting things that people aren't going to find cool and want to wear and um, and want people to ask them about. I mean, that's one of the things about it is that it's trying to be a bit, little bit thought-provoking as well, that while you're walking down a street with something on that might say sort of like forever fighting on there, and it's got the logo, you know, but it's, it's, it's slightly smaller than it was before, is that people may ask... What's that? What's this? I mean, I know people certainly do it when I'm walking around with my PHA top on and stuff. They'll, they'll look at it and say, oh, what's that? 
and it's as much an awareness driver as anything else. And yeah, as well as raising awareness, it is also um, supporting our charity in another way, isn't it? Because there is a percentage of the um, the sales of these garments that do come and support us as a charity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why you know, there's a reason why many charities are, are doing these things. Is there is a, a multi pronged approach to it? So there's, there's the awareness, but there's obviously the financial benefit as well. Yeah, and an important part of fundraising. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Can't, can't ignore that. So you'll be looking good, you'll be raising awareness, and you'll also be helping us to support people with pH. So I think there's nothing not to love really about this new range, is there? It's a win-win-win. So yeah, and who knows what we might do in the future? Well, it gets you know welcome to ideas from um, from uh, from you guys listening about yeah. what you might like to see. Yeah, absolutely. On a garment. So we're not we're not far away from Christmas now. We know that time flies. So if people are thinking maybe about Christmas presents and what have you, um, when when are, do we know when this range is going to be available to buy? Yeah, by the time this is uh, by the time you're listening to this, uh, they should all be sat there on the shop. Uh, just hover over, click on clothing, and there they all should be. Real. So that's um, at phauk.org, isn't it? That's the one. Seamless seamless plug there. Beautiful. There's much more than just clothing in the PHA shop. We sell bottles, cups, pin badges, keyrings, and much more. Head on over to www.phauk.org and visit the shop. At the end of every episode, we like to share something that's made us smile. And this week, it comes from Mary. Yeah, so this is a nice bit of good news. I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, one of our members um, and supporters, a gentleman called Roy up in Scotland. Um, Roy's been diagnosed with um, PH since January this year. um, And it was his, well, as we're recording this, it is his 77th birthday on Friday. Yeah, so Roy's been walking for 25 minutes nonstop every morning and asking for sponsorship um, for his birthday. Um, and I'm really pleased to say that Roy's so far raised over a thousand pounds. Wow. One thousand and seven pounds actually. And there are still two days to go for his until his birthday. Good man. Fantastic. Amazing, isn't it? And um, he shared his story on his Just Giving page. Um, and on it he says, I was diagnosed in January twenty twenty one. And thanks to the amazing treatment of the SPVU team at Golden Jubilee Hospital in Glasgow, I'm able to do much more than pre-diagnosis. I request you to donate generously to the PHA UK as they are doing a fantastic job with no government funding. Thank you all in advance. Oh, Lovely. So we want to say thank you, Roy, and we just wanted to share that bit of good news. The podcast will be available across all platforms. Apple... Spotify and Google so please make sure to give it a rating and a review and hit subscribe not to miss out on an episode of Emphasis On Air